Welcome to Washington Today on C-SPAN Radio for Monday, January 16th, 2023. On this Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. federal holiday, we'll hear from his son, Martin Luther King III, on whether the dream his father spoke of is any closer to coming true. President Joe Biden at the National Action Network King Day Breakfast and the network founder, Reverend Al Sharpton, talking about plans for another March on Washington this year. Plus, Vice President Kamala Harris at a King Day service event at George Washington University. Senator Ted Cruz and Robert Woodson, founder of the Woodson Institute. And from 40 years ago, from C-SPAN's video library, Congressman John Conyers at an organizing meeting months before the King Day holiday would pass Congress and be signed into law. Associated Press writes annual tributes and commemorations of the life and legacy of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., which began Nationwide Friday, typically include a mix of politics, faith, and community service. For this year's observance, a descendant of Dr. King hopes to spur progress by helping more Americans personalize the ongoing struggle for racial equity and harmony. Bernice King, daughter of the late civil rights icon, said people must move beyond platitudes and deepen their own commitments to the needed progress. Bernice King is CEO of the King Center in Atlanta. That from Associated Press. Another child of Dr. King, Martin Luther King III, speaking today in Washington, D.C. at the National Action Network's annual King Day Breakfast. Let me thank God for the opportunity to be here on this 37th federal holiday named in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. I uh, always come to this birthday observance very hopeful. And I think it is so wonderful that Martin Luther King Jr. God chose to have him born in January because the question becomes, have we achieved the dream? And the reality is absolutely not. We have made progress and strides But we still have a long way to go because dad wanted to eradicate what he called were the triple evils of poverty, racism, and violence. And when we look at each one of those areas, what I know is we have the ability to address them. We just have not identified the will. But when ability and will become one, We see results. You know, so I I come saying that there will be a time where we will have celebration. But the birthday is an observance. We are observing this holiday. We got to keep working to save our children. There's too much killing going on in our nation. Martin Luther King III Drum Major Institute co-founder and board chair and son of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. at the National Action Network annual King Day Breakfast in Washington, D.C. President Joe Biden, who on Sunday became the first sitting president to deliver a Sunday morning sermon at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, where Martin Luther King Jr. was a pastor, today giving the keynote speech at the National Action Network Breakfast in Washington. Yesterday morning on what would have been Dr. King's 91st birthday, I attended the Sunday services at Ebenezer. 
and that was deeply meaningful and moving for me. It was uh, because we face another inflection point in our nation's history, one that's going to determine what this country looks like several decades from now. You know, uh, this is a time for choosing. Will we choose democracy over autocracy or community over chaos, love over hate? These are the questions of our time that I ran for president to try to help answer and that Dr. King's life and legacy, in my view, show us the way forward. We just have to look back. We got to be prepared. With all of you here, together we made some important progress. Two years ago, our economy was on its back, flattened its back. People were hurting, particularly minority communities. Black Americans and other people of color were disproportionately hit. And Kamala and I and our administration acted decisively with the help of people in this room to not only rescue the economy from a pandemic downturn, but to lay the foundation for a stronger and more resilient and more equitable economy for decades to come. If you hold just a second, one of the things that I wanted to, it's a slight digression, but one of the big issues was with the pandemic. I wanted to make sure that we spent the time, effort, and had the mechanism to make sure that minority communities were not left behind, that we're not left in the lurch. And the highest percentage of workers, minority communities were treated as, I mean, it was a single effort we had. And I'm very proud of the folks who ran that show that we got it done. We got it done. President Joe Biden at the National Action Network annual King Day Breakfast in Washington, D.C. The founder of the network is the Reverend Al Sharpton. And today he announced plans for a march on Washington this summer on the 60th anniversary of the 1963 March on Washington, during which Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his I Have a Dream speech. We want to make an announcement that this August 28th is the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington, where Dr. King made the historic speech. Many talk about the speech as I Have a Dream, but that was the end of the speech, the content of the speech was America gave us a check that bounced in the Bank of Justice. And we are still coming to Washington to redeposit that check. It is a march that Andrea and Martin and we and Nan have conceived when we've seen hate crimes and hate at a higher level than we've seen in many years which is why we have called on our Jewish leaders and our Latino ex-leaders and our Asian leaders and LGBTQ and Native American leaders to join with us in Washington this year for the 60th anniversary to march against hate, to march against homophobia, anti-Semitism, xenophobia. We need to go back to Lincoln Memorial in the footsteps of Dr. King and stand up against hate together. Reverend Al Sharpton, founder of the National Action Network. Vice President Kamala Harris taking part today in George Washington University's MLK Day of Service and Leadership. The GWU website writes, Dr. King recognized the power of service. He famously said, everyone can be great because everyone can serve. GW's MLK Day of Service and Leadership is a day to honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. 
through a day of service, workshops, and reflection. Vice President Harris making some remarks at this service event. I'm here with Secretary Cardona, our Secretary of Education, and we wanted to come here to thank you all and to highlight the work that you all have been doing. And our table here, I think it's table number one, we've been having a very extensive conversation about why each of you has decided to use your role as leaders to invest in the future of our country through our children. You know, I have always, in the many offices I've held, and I've held a few, um, when I do policy work, I will almost always challenge my team when we're talking about any issue. And it, it varies from, you can imagine, technology, to what are we doing about climate, to what are we doing about, you name the subject. And I will challenge them by asking to test the relevancy of our work. Tell me, and think first, and then tell me, how will this affect a child? Ask that question always. When anyone is presenting what they believe to be the greatest idea or plan for the moment or the future of our country, how will it affect a child? And because of the work that you each have been doing and are doing today, you'll be able to help answer that question with honesty and accuracy in a way that will challenge us to think about the direction we are headed as a country consistent with Dr. King's dream about who we are and who we should be. Because Dr. King, of course, the day we celebrate, and the day we celebrate capturing the spirit of who he was and what he wanted, which is we celebrate it then as a day of service, is to understand the possibilities that have been yet unachieved, which we must work toward. The ideals upon which our nation was founded, that we still have yet to achieve, but we get closer each day when we believe in what is possible. And you all, as students here, have dedicated yourselves to that approach, to your leadership in our world and our country. And it is a noble pursuit I believe that we measure strength, not based on, you know, reflex, what does that look like? <laughs> but I think the greatest measure of the strength of any individual will be revealed, based not on who you beat down, but based on who you lift up. If you ever question your reason for being, what is your purpose, whether it matters, and I know I'm preaching to the choir right now, the answer will come when you realize the impact you can have on another human being. By everything from a kind word to doing what you all have been doing. It's extraordinary, and it's an extraordinary sign of the strength that we each possess, and when we do it as a community, the impact that we can have on our world. So in the spirit of Dr. King Day, I say thank you to all of you. I know when I look at the students here, our future is bright. So keep doing what you are doing. Our nation and our world are counting on your leadership. So thank you all. Thank you. Vice President Kamala Harris at an MLK Day service event at George Washington University.
in Washington, D.C. Congress is not in session on this federal holiday, but many House and Senate members are tweeting about it. Senator Tammy Duckworth, Democrat from Illinois, writes, The time is always right to do what is right. Remembering Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s fierce, unwavering leadership for true racial justice, jobs for folks of every background, and voting rights for all on MLK Day. May we all live by his example to make his vision a reality. And Senator Bill Haggerty, Republican from Tennessee, with this tweet, Today we honor the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his remarkable legacy. Let us reflect on his commitment and dream to hold our nation up to its foundational promises of freedom, justice, and equality for all. Several members of Congress also posting videos on Twitter. Here is Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas. Dr. King urged America to honor its sacred obligation. And he advocated for our inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And he courageously called on his fellow Americans to lift our nations from the quicksand of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Dr. King inspired men and women across the country and around the world. He appealed to the soul of our nation and asked us to have the courage to face the uncertainties of the future as we continue our forward stride towards the city of freedom. From the dark cells of a Birmingham jail to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, Dr. King spoke courageously and humbly. He spoke out against inequality, against injustice. And his vision transformed America. As we today honor the memory of Dr. King, of Reverend King, may we never forget our responsibility to pursue truth and justice as he did, and to work together to secure the blessings of liberty for every single American. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, with that video tweet. One of the guests on C-SPAN's Washington Journal program this morning to talk about the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. federal holiday was Robert Woodson, founder and president of the Woodson Center, which says its mission is to empower community-based leaders to promote solutions that reduce crime and violence, restore families, revitalize underserved communities, and assist in the creation of economic enterprise. Here's Robert Woodson. I describe my political philosophy as radical pragmatism. I believe, as Dr. King also said, that black America has no permanent friends or permanent enemies, just permanent issues. That we should establish alliances based upon our strategic interest. And so therefore, it was the, um, if most of the people at the Urban League and other part of civil rights, uh, they, they are part of what I call the poverty industry, that America has spent $22 trillion in the last 50 years on programs that aid the poor. 70 cents of every dollar does not go to the poor. It goes to those who serve the poor. They ask which problems are fundable, not which ones are solvable. And so it doesn't matter how compassionate you are. If your career and your reputation depends upon my being dependent on you, then we have strategic interests that are hostile to one another. By contrast, if you are oriented towards business, 
an enterprise, you have no proprietary interest in the maintenance of poverty. So therefore, I, I began to reach out to people who, who, had, who had strategic interests that were compatible with the people I serve. Robert Woodson, founder and president of the Woodson Center, on this morning's Washington Journal program on C-SPAN. Washington, D.C., among the cities, again celebrating the King holiday with a parade. Bands and floats, a tradition that had to be sidelined the past couple of years due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The theme of this year's Washington, D.C. Martin Luther King Day parade is recapture the dream, lift every voice till victory is won. The bill that created the King holiday passed Congress in 1983, the House in August of that year and the Senate in October, and President Ronald Reagan signed it into law in November. In January 1983, the final push for congressional approval was getting going, and C-SPAN's cameras covered a program on Capitol Hill hosted by the MLK National Holiday Committee that included lawmakers, local organizers, and a couple of celebrities, including singer Stevie Wonder. Congressman John Conyers, Democrat from Michigan, spoke to the group. This is not the end of our objective. It is the beginning of our objective. Because the real objective is to implement the ideals of Martin Luther King Jr., not to get him a holiday. That was the last thing he would have ever wanted, is anybody to put as much energies as we have had to put in because of the unfinished work that he was left and taken away from uh, because of uh, the condition of the minds and hearts of so many people in America. And so King is doing double duty even when he's not with us. Even though the man's been gone for 15 years, we're raising the legitimate issue of a black person having a holiday, and King is doing that work. And the, the most simple thing around which black and white people can unite, in my judgment, is this issue of celebrating this great American who happened to be black. Congressman John Conyers, Democrat from Michigan in 1983 from C-SPAN's Video Library, a program hosted by the MLK National Holiday Committee. The bill creating the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. federal holiday would pass the House and Senate later that year and be signed into law. Congressman Conyers served in Congress 1965 through 2017. He passed away in 2019. A few other headlines today. The Office of the White House Counsel saying this morning that there are no visitor logs for President Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware. The statement comes after congressional Republicans demanded those logs after classified documents were discovered inside President Biden's garage. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, a Republican from Kentucky, telling Fox News the White House, National Archives and the Justice Department withheld information from Congress and the American people about classified records found in unsecure locations from Joe Biden's time as vice president. The American people deserve transparency, not secrecy. We will continue to press the Biden administration for answers about who had access to these classified documents and why Biden aides were permitted to rummage through the Wilmington residence after the appointment of a special counsel. 
Wall Street stock exchanges closed for the federal holiday. Reuters reports that two-thirds of private and public sector chief economists surveyed by the World Economic Forum expect global recession in 2023. The Davos organizer said as business and government leaders gathered for its annual meeting. And from the New York Times, the death toll from a Russian missile attack on an apartment block in the central Ukrainian city of Dnipro rose to 40 on Monday, with many people still missing, making it one of the most deadly single incidents for civilians since Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February. It is considered a war crime to deliberately or recklessly attack civilian populations. Thanks for listening to Washington Today. Sign up for C-SPAN's evening newsletter word for word to get the stories Washington is talking about sent to your inbox every day. You can subscribe at c-span.org forward slash connect. Have a good night.